Hello and welcome to another episode of 8 Frugal Minutes, where our motto is Save That Cash. Hey, thanks for joining. On this episode, we're going to be talking about how to stop impulsive buying. You know it happens to everybody. We see something we really want, and without thinking about our budget, we purchase it. Sometimes there's buyer's regret. If, in fact, you're on a budget, it's almost instantaneous. So, on this episode, we're going to give some tips on how to avoid doing that, and still, if it's something you want, get it in the very near future. All right, let's get started. You know, when you talk about impulsive buying, the first thing that comes to my mind are theme parks. You go into a theme park, you want to spend the afternoon enjoying the amusements and the attractions. And what happens? Every time you turn around, you're at a gift store, whether that's at the end of a ride, at the beginning of the attraction, at the beginning or the start of the theme park, or maybe you're walking by a a gift store. There's so many impulsive buys when it comes to going to a theme park or a family location that it's almost too much. Now, as an adult, we all know that we don't want to impulsively buy if we are on a budget. It's just not something we want to do. However, that doesn't mean it stops us. That just means we try not to. As with any good thing, when it's struck and it pulls you in, you sometimes can't push away. It's absolutely impulsive. So... What you need are some tactics, some tips, and some ideas on how to justify walking away and consider what you can have if you wanted it in the future. And that's what this podcast is about, just some tips on how to stop the urge to buy something you may not need or perhaps can't afford. And this is really important, especially when you're looking at all the inflation and things going on in our world. You just want to have some cushion. You don't want to be spending that cushion and then need it in the future if something comes up for like an emergency. So how do you do that? Well, if you are going somewhere and you see something you like, one of the best tips is just to have a mandatory waiting period. Now, this doesn't always work when you're on vacation because you're only going to be there once. But around the city, in the community, if you see something you really like, you think to yourself, I would really like that. And if you feel impulsive that you have to buy it, you remember that you have a wait period. Now, wait period can be a couple of days, it can be a couple of hours, it can be something that you have to think about and come back to, but two things happen when you have a wait period on things that you don't necessarily need. Number one, your mind will go crazy over the idea of why you need to have it or why you don't. Number two, you very well may find a reason to justify to buy this impulsive item, which is great, but maybe you don't. Well, then you've saved yourself some cash. So if you wait a bit to see if you really want it, you will find out as it shakes out, you may or may not want it. Now, this is a very interesting thought that for me sometimes works kind of weirdly on Amazon. I will buy stuff on Amazon and it'll come to my door three days later and I'll be like, why did I buy that? I don't want it. And I realize it's an impulse buy. Now, what do I do? I send it back. But the same principle is online as is is in person that they've got this impulse that's going on that you think you need it you order for it and then when it shows up you wonder why you ordered it unless you really needed it and then you think oh glad i got that but that doesn't always happen sometimes you think it's an impulse buy so what i've decided to do is i have a wait period and on this wait period it's based on the cost of the item anything that's under 10 bucks i wait at least to the end of the day before i i would buy it either if it's on Amazon or in person. If it's over $50, 
I wait 24 hours just to make sure it's something I want or where I would put it or how I would use it. So that way I have a plan for it. And if it's over a thousand dollars, I always phone a friend. That's the bottom line. I'm going to call someone and say, Hey, you know, this seems good to me, but what do you think? And sometimes a different perspective helps out. Sometimes it's a nightmare. But most of the time when you think of something that's over $1,000, $2,000, it's good to get other people's input because sometimes you do feel a draw to it, especially the bigger money comparative to like five bucks here, five bucks there. So it's very important to think about it. The other thing to keep in mind is when are you most likely to make an impulsive buy? That is the day you should not be buying anything. For example, many people, it's Friday afternoon because they get paid on Fridays. So they go out and they rush and they go out Friday and Saturday and they buy things. Well, to avoid that, if you decide that you're going to have a way to control your urge to you know, buy things, then you don't buy on Friday and Saturday. You let that money sit in the bank until Sunday when you know what you actually need to buy and it's not impulsive. So that way you have no unnecessary items. You have the items you need, you go get them and you move on. So the payday, maybe a day that a check gets deposited, any number of triggers that would be related to like your mood or the, the budget. Those are the days that you probably don't want to be going out and buying things. Another thing I've noticed, and I, many people will say this is true, that you find that you will not impulsive buy if you're in a good mood. If you're stressed out, if you have grief, family, anxiety, you have problems at the home, maybe problems at work, maybe you've had a rough day and people are yelling at you, you're going to find very quickly that um, you're going to want to go out and buy something. You're trying to avoid the current situation. And so you're looking to get, do, experience something else. So with that in mind, you know, only shop when you're in a good mood. And if you're in a bad mood, well, have a place you can go that you can release the bad mood or you can release the frustration and the anxiety or your grief. And then move on from there. Don't go out shopping when you're just trying to avoid a problem or a situation because that always is a bad, bad way of doing it. And also it's not a good state of mind. You're actually willing to splurge. You're willing to spend. If you're thinking straight, you won't be willing. Now, another really great and important thing to think about is limit your unnecessary purchases to things you can return. You know, you can't return ice cream. But if you decide you're going to buy a scale to use in the bathroom and you didn't know or realize that you already had bought one, well, you could return that. Keep this in mind when you are buying things that you feel are impulsive. If you can return them, you have a chance to you know, get them back. So if you really think you need them and this impulsiveness is something you've got to have, make sure you can return them. One of a kind items, unique items, things that are tan uh, intangible like digital items, you can't return those. People consider those used. A lot of perishable goods too. So buy things and make sure things can be returned with receipts, you know, with your apps, with all of that is really, really important just in case you have to return the item within a week. And a really good example of this is I know someone who does a lot of impulse buy clothing shopping. She has a, a whole closet full of clothes with tags on them. So she goes back and forth all the time and she does return most of them, but she doesn't buy anything from a consignment store. She doesn't buy anything from a thrift store. And she definitely doesn't buy anything that's not new. So that way she can return it and it'll work out okay. So this is important to keep in mind and to definitely do. Also, remember you need 
to have a list of things that you want to buy, whether those are the impulsive buys or those are the everyday items. Having this list will really help you out and it will allow you to make sure you get what you need but not get what you what you don't need. And that's extraordinarily important, especially in our world today. There are so many things demanding our attention. So if they're demanding it and we see it when we walk by, it's more likely we'll purchase it. So instead of worrying about this, have it on a list. If it's not on the list, well, you don't have to buy it today. You know why you don't have to buy it? Because you don't need it today. You can put it on another list and then you can refresh your memory and go to that if you think it's an impulse buy in the future that you would like. It's something to um, actually think about. The last tip I will give, and I think this is a very important one, is to think about what happens when you buy it. Sometimes we forget we run out of money. We forget because we use credit cards or plastic or debit cards or we have a few bucks in our pocket. Well, if you buy something and you know there are other bills coming up, that's a, that is a definite thing that should be a thought process with what you do. It's not an everyday affair where you can go out and buy a $5,000 item and not think to yourself, oh, well, I don't have to worry about rent this month. Everybody worries about rent. Everybody worries about mortgages. So think about how your impulsive buy will impact your future. Um, some people justify it by saying, oh, I'll do more hours. I'll work later. Um, or, oh, I'll take a side hustle. Well, that's great. But sometimes that doesn't happen. And also, sometimes it heavily impacts the family situation. So thinking about the aspects of what happens when you have an impulsive buy is very important. And also, remember that sometimes your buy impacts other people. Whether you, it's your family, maybe it's your friends, maybe it's your future. It all impacts people. So keep your impulse buys to a minimum. And to do that, use these tips because it really does matter that you buy things that you don't need and then in the future have no way of returning them or can't utilize them appropriately. That's how we have huge garages full of stuff. That's the seed of hoarding. So think about what you can buy and what is on your list and what you don't need and stop impulsive buying to the best of your ability. I mean, sometimes it's going to happen. Again, think about that theme park. When you walk in, you're going to see all that stuff. So by the end of the, the day, you very well may want a t-shirt. So you might just get it. But nonetheless, you may have also budgeted for a t-shirt. So that's definitely would be something on your list. Well, that's about all the time we have today. I will say that sometimes we do impulse buy and the item that we purchase or the, the service we get, it doesn't fit what we need and we can't return it and we're kind of stuck with it. You know, don't beat yourself up over it. It's a lesson learned. Well, next time when you're having that impulse moment, think about what didn't work out and make sure that your next purchase isn't impulsive, but it's reflective of what you need and how you're living. It'll all work out in the end. You've been listening to Frugal Minutes, where our motto is save that cash. Hey, thanks for listening. Until we meet again, have a great day. Bye now.